0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. I have a very, very special guest today. Her name is Carolyn Butino, and she is a money specialist. And let me introduce her. Carolyn Botino is an international best-selling author, speaker, and founder of the Money Empowerment Project, her book, The Land of Plenty, A Soulpreneur's Guide to Finding Joy, Possibility, and abundance through the money empower through money empowerment has been featured on Spirited Women's Top 12 Picks list for 2020. In 2013, Carolyn abruptly left her corporate events world and never looked back. She started All the Details Consulting, providing event planning and bookkeeping services to small businesses. After working with more than 100 bookkeeping clients, Carolyn realized that she was much more than just a bookkeeper and discovered her soul's calling to empower women solopreneurs to find joy in their relationships with money. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited about this. Carolyn continues to follow her dreams and now lives in sunny San Diego, one of my favorite places in the world with her lovely husband and two cats. Her happy place is anywhere near water, and she believes she was a mermaid in a past life. Oh yeah, now we're talking past lives. I'm in. (laughs) So welcome, (laughs) welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So the first thing I wanted to say beside welcome is I wanted to let the listeners know the very, very, very first person that I ever hired for my business while I wasn't making any money was Carolyn. So today, why I'm inviting her onto this podcast is because I really feel it's important to have somebody supporting you in your business with your finances from the very, very start. So with that being said, welcome, welcome, and welcome. So excited to be here. Let's talk about this journey that you've taken through the empowerment and money. I think it's a beautiful journey and I want to hear more about it.
1: Yeah. So um, as you read in my little brief bio, I left the corporate world very abruptly. It's actually part of my money story. And I tell all the gory details or fun details, depending on how you want to look at it in my book. But really, it was a very interesting journey for me because I kind of fell into bookkeeping a little bit backwards. I thought that events were going to be my main business. That's what I did in the corporate world. And I just had a passion for for money and helping people understand their money. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that, too. And I'll do that on the side. And it quickly became obvious that so many people needed help with bookkeeping. And I feel like I have a very unique way of looking at money and dealing with money. And so as I really started to work with people and their money, all of a sudden there was this magic that was created And I have this passion for helping people really understand how money is coming into them. And it's not just about, you know, entering the numbers into QuickBooks and and seeing what you spend your money on. While that is part of it, there's really a deeper level of understanding your money that I think as business owners, especially as women business owners, we're not taught how to do that. But once you really start to look at it from a more holistic perspective standpoint, things become a lot clearer and a lot easier.
0: Mm. So it kind of sounds like you're talking about energy as well. Yes, it does. Oh, Interesting. (laughs) So let's go there. So one of the things that you're talking about is looking at money from a holistic standard. So What are some of those parameters that we as business owners need to lean into? Because what I see for um, entrepreneurs is sometimes that's where our wonky energy comes in. It's like, you know, some past things in our lives are coming up. So fill all these blanks in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the main things that everybody, regardless of whether or not they have a business, all of us, every single one of us has a money story. And that money story is really a result of lots of things. It becomes part of who we are. As we're growing up, we hear our parents talk about money, the culture we grew up in. There's messages we hear all the time, whether you were poor or rich or in between and race and sex. And I mean, it all factors into what that money story is. And as we become older, we internalize that and we don't really understand how that's playing out in our lives. And so what's interesting to me is that as I started working with people and their money, I had the assumption that the more money you had, the better relationship you would have with money. And as I really started to dive in, that's not true, like at all. That's the part that's really amazing to me. So I have some clients that are incredibly wealthy and I just assumed that you must have a great relationship with money and they don't, they have a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and a lot of fear, which are the exact same emotions that people who don't have money might have. But then on the other side of it, I have a client who really doesn't have very much money at all. And she has a fantastic relationship with money and manifests all sorts of amazing things all the time. And so I started looking and thinking, hmm, isn't this very interesting? <laughs> and I am obviously as a bookkeeper, I see patterns and I see um, systems and things. And so I, I took that skill set and applied it to the energetics of money. And so really what I do, it's a combination of nuts and bolts and woo. So it's really the basis is very grounded. It's in, you know, very real needing to f- get your books done principles but i layer on top of that the energetics behind it so how you're how you're interacting with money how you feel about money because that plays into directly into how much money you feel you can receive and if you feel that you're bad with money or you're never good with money or you have to work hard for your money all of those are money stories hmm that are having an impact on your ability to be successful in your business. And wow. so it's really taking a, a double edged approach to this very important topic
0: of money. Amen to everything that she said. <laughs> so of course she had me at woo. <laughs> As you know, some of you know, that listen to the show that you know, I have a program called Totally Woo and I'm like, she had me at woo. I love the fact that you do the basic, grounding of money, meaning like when Carolyn and I work together, she's looking at my books, like we're not in the fluff and stuff of our beautiful woo energy. However, how I'm bringing that money into my books is sometimes where she holds space for me too. I'd like to share some of my own fears in this moment because um, she's helped me with this. So, you know, this is, I think my third, maybe going into my fourth full year of business. And Um, She's kept my books since the beginning. So she's actually been able to see a growth pattern. However, I spend a lot of money right now, or I invest, let me, let me, let me use my good energy language. I invest a lot of money right now back into my business. So sometimes that was making me feel uncertain. And what she did for me in, is she took, went through my books and she's like, this is average growth or this is above average growth and this is average spending. But I didn't know that because it was my first time having a real business where I was monitoring, bringing income in and monitoring, bring, you know, letting income go. And so you really held a lot of space for me with that. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Of course. Also to let people know what else she can do in the very moment when she's working with you.
1: Yeah. And that holding space, I would say is one of the most unique things that I don't see in very many bookkeepers, but it's so critical. So even if it might not be a bookkeeper that you have, I do feel that energetically somebody holding space for you and your money is really important because there is, money is energy. That's all it is. Yay, say it again, say it again. Money is energy. That's all it is. And if you're constantly approaching money that it's something different, because, which is what our society does, it becomes very terrifying. And there's all this negativity that goes into it. But once you really understand the energetics of how money works, it totally can shift the way that you approach it. Because I think a lot of times we we assume that in order to be successful in our business, we should just cut our expenses and really be careful on what we're spending. But sometimes that's really not the answer. And you do have to invest in your business and you also have to trust in the process of bringing in the clients. And that goes into where that energy comes in because you're told so many times, oh, you're being irresponsible if you do X, Y, Z. That irresponsibility is a big fear that's very common in lots of entrepreneurs and you know lots of people who don't own businesses as well. But this is really about finding what's in alignment for you and what's right for you And coming at it from a soul perspective, like I know this is where I want to be and where I want to go and trusting in that instead of feeling all of the guilt and the shame and the fear that's put on us by society and everybody else around us going, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like letting all of that go. And that's why holding that space is so important because you have to have enough space to really expand into what you want to be and become as a business owner. And that includes your money.
0: Oh my goodness. So here you can't see me, obviously this is a podcast, but I had a grin like from one side of my face to the other side, as she is saying this, because everything that she said really touches my soul. And I wanted to go backwards just a little bit and talk about, your money story, because I remember reading it in the book and you really did kind of had a good system. Like your family was making money and teaching you to be an entrepreneur, but then there was a mindset piece that was coming in that was a little out of alignment. So can you tell us the discovery of that piece, that moment when you discovered, oh yeah, that thought is not (laughs) serving me. (laughs) Sure.
1: As you said, and I tell this story in my book, but my parents were both entrepreneurs and I learned at a very, very young age about working really hard. And while that's a great work ethic, it also has its shadow side. I mean, my my dad was an electrical contractor and he had one of those brick phones on his belt all the time, pager all the time. Like I learned to work really hard. And that lesson followed me all through my corporate career and I couldn't figure out why I could never get ahead because I would show up 110% and I would expect the company to give back 110% and I was always disappointed. And the last real job that I had before I started my business, I was running an event center that had about 75% weddings. So as you can imagine, I worked really hard just as I had learned from my parents And we were gifted a second building to manage by another nonprofit. And I worked on that project for about a year. And then I went to my boss and said, Hey, it's time for a raise. And he came back and offered me a 4% raise.
0: And I was like,
1: uh, no, that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So I, I stood up for myself and said, you know, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to work on the project any longer if I'm not fairly compensated And, uh, after negotiating for a couple of weeks, he came back and he fired me. Well, there's a
0: negotiation. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So it was like the universe just like pushed me through the door Mm. (laughs) and I was left thinking, Oh my God, I'd worked so hard. Doesn't this mean anything? And it took me like less than a, a week to decide to open my business. And I started on that path. But the thing that was interesting is that. That lesson of working really hard just followed me into the entrepreneurial world. And so then I was left working really, really hard in my business and still not really getting ahead. And I had really wanted to break through the six-figure ceiling and I just kept working and spinning my wheels and it never seemed to happen. And then I really started looking at the energetics of money and it was more research, honestly, because I was involved in people's money. And it wasn't like I thought, oh, I need to work on my own money story. And I need to work on, you know, my relationship with money, because I thought it was pretty good. Um, But it was very interesting to me. And so as I started to dive into what the energy behind money really was, that's where I discovered that story that was at play. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, it all makes sense. I can totally see why things have happened for me the way they have. And once I realized that, and I restructured my business to work for me instead of against me, I started putting systems into place that helped support that belief that I had to work hard. So I hired a team, even though I was really resistant, and I put everybody on retainer so it wasn't so hard for me to do my invoicing. There were very strategic systems that I put in place in order to help me get over, and I shouldn't say get over, but help me manage that sabotage that that was showing up for me. And Once I stopped working so hard, all of a sudden money came to me a lot easier. Isn't that what everybody wants?
0: (laughs) Well, well, that's what we like to hear. Right? You didn't work as hard and you made more money. Yes. So you start talking and you use this phrase and I'm absolutely digging it was energetics of money. Yeah. Let's, let's lean into that a little bit Yeah, <laughs> on the intuitive business podcast. Let's lean into that energy. Of money. Absolutely. So I, I love
1: to share a story about how the energy of money works. So when you think about money, I think a lot of us initially think, oh, I work for money and then it comes into my bank account and then I spend it, but you don't really think about what's happening behind the scenes. So when you think about it, I go and I earn a hundred dollars from working with you, Candy. Thank you. And then I go to my hairdresser and she cuts my hair. I pay her a hundred dollars and then she decides she's going to go to a concert. And so she pays the concert venue hundred dollars. And then that concert venue advertises with a magazine and they pay them that hundred dollars. And then that magazine just happens to be my client and the hundred dollars comes back to me. Oh, yeah. So that money has become income. I didn't count how many, but let's say five different times. So that money multiplied five different times. So that $100 became $500. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about the energy. Now and did you get $500
0: then next? <laughs>
1: and, well, you could do it with $500, sure, but just right. to show just to show how that money flows is that really what we're exchanging when we exchange money is the energy behind that the service that we're providing and it's a give and take if you are really intentional about how you spend and receive your money that's how you can speed up that process so instead of going to target and buying, you know, 100 dollars worth of stuff i mean eventually the money will come back to you because that's just, you know, economics but if you're intentional about it and you support people who believe in the same things that you believe in and
0: Mm.
1: who want to live in the same world that you want to live in, all of a sudden that, that money becomes incredibly powerful. So when I think about the clients that I have, I'm very discerning. I mean, I, I do have lots of different variety in my clients, but it's important to me to support people who have businesses that make this world a better place. And so I love that exchange of money. And, and this is definitely different than a trade, although it kind of can look like a trade, but it it that's the energetics behind money. And so when somebody says money is infinite, I hear a lot of people, you know, when I say that, they're rolling their eyes and just be like, oh, no way, you're you're full of it. But it truly is infinite because our ability to be of service to other people and to receive is infinite. And the universe is constantly expanding. The more we are providing ourselves and showing up as ourselves, the more we are able to expand that energy of money.
0: Did Did I just blow your mind? No, it's my belief system. (laughs) It is literally my belief system. I also believe that like when I was doing my hour meditations, all of a sudden I had a huge influx of money come in. I was doing one to two hour meditations during the beginning of the pandemic. And I was not speaking on stage, which is how I usually accrue my clients. And then we had this big sit down, we're not going on any stage. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And so I started to meditate. And the next thing I knew, I had the biggest influx in my four years of business, I had 26 calls come in. And what I believe in addition to the energetics of money, if you want to amplify the energy, do everything that she said, and spend a little time thinking about the energy container of you. I tease my clients, I say, you know what, Think about how much, how big you want your purse to be. If you were allowed to carry around all of your wealth in a purse, <laughs> think of how big you want it to be and then make you and your business energetically vibrate with that same rhythm. And then money can naturally come more easily yes. to you and more abundantly. I love that. Do you? And the other thing my girlfriend said is exactly what you're saying in an abbreviated form, you know, about the, the five people and the hundred dollars. She says, you know, candy, when you worry about money, it's just like the ocean, the wave comes, goes out and the wave comes back in. And so I was kind of imagining this with the money. Like mm-hmm. we have this huge infinite amount of money and It goes out and it comes back in. So I love what, you know, the details of what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And I love that um, analogy as well, because I think a lot of times when you're scared about money, when you don't have money, I get it. I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't be scared because you'll just manifest it. Like I know that's not how it really works, but it is also trusting in the process and it's showing up completely and totally soul-aligned you and offering services from that place. Because when you're in love with what you do and showing up, people are going to be automatically attracted to that. And if you're hesitating because you're like, oh, I'm not doing it the right way because so-and-so said I should do it this way or that way, that's when you start to not have quite as great of results. And I'm saying this from a very, very grounded place. I see, intimately see how much money comes into people's bank accounts. So I see firsthand, not just what they say their relationship with money is, but I see what's in their bank account. So I can tell you this without a shadow of a doubt.
0: You're like the OBGYN of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I'm so sorry I had to go there, but that's I like what It, 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 we do have, it is an intimate relationship. And again, when I'm feeling a little off with who I am around money, because, you know, like for example, I just did a big photo shoot in Maui and it was expensive, right? You know, there was flight, there was travel, there was a photographer, there was the makeup artist, there was the, you know, everything around the travel expense. And when I started to land from the plane, I had this little pang of guilt. My family wasn't with me. I was alone, and I just spent—I'm guessing—we'll look at the books later. But I'm guessing it was probably a ten thousand dollar investment, uh, in addition to some, you know, some things that you do to prep your body for the photo shoot. And then I thought, oh, should I have like spent that on my family? And and I went there, and then I start thinking. As a matter of fact, in this moment, behind Carolyn is her book, and I'm pretty sure that the beach that I see is La Jolla, which is, you know, the energy of La Jolla, which is magnificent, and all of a sudden, I got super excited about my book and the fact that I went there, and I didn't feel as guilty because I was like, oh my goodness, this truly was an investment, and the energy of Maui and I get along really well. It's super feminine. So why wouldn't I put that energy on the front cover of my book? So it wasn't about the money that I spent. It was about the energy I infused into a project, right? Is that where we're going?
1: Yes. I love that. And (gasps) yeah, my my book cover, it's interesting because when I took those pictures, it was for the Money Empowerment Project website, but my book had not yet come into- fruition. Like it was a sparkle in my eye, but you know, I was not pregnant with my book yet. (laughs) (laughs) I remember sitting on that beach as they were taking the pictures and it was about, I'd say six months before I moved to San Diego and we were looking for a house down here, but I had not, we had not made the actual jump yet. But I was standing on the beach, we knew we were moving and I was standing on the beach and they have those big, you know, those, uh, light shades that they, you know, shine in your eyes. And so my eyes were watering because, you know, it was really bright, but I couldn't tell if they were watering or if I was crying because I was like, I have made it. Oh my God, I have made it. And that's the energy behind those pictures. And so when I when I launched my book, it's the same concept. And, and during the pandemic, I remodeled my office and I've been very intentional, like even down to what my paper clips go into, it's this gold container. Like everything in my office is so incredibly luxurious to me. It makes me feel like a million bucks every time I walk in. Even the paintings that are hanging on my wall behind me. I had wanted these and I finally just said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And within like 45 days of buying these, I had made more money in my business than I had made in an entire year at the event center I was managing before I started my business. Because when you're very intentional about how you surround yourself, the energy you surround yourself with, that is what makes a huge difference in your ability to attract. And and it's not even just attract, it's like your ability to receive money because that's
0: equally as important. I'm writing this down because I don't want to forget. So attract, not only attract, but also receive. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really powerful. And I love the intention of really having any, everything that's around you represents luxury, luxurious feelings. And you had said before, you know, your book cover, I made it. And so, and again, I'm looking at her bookshelf and her book, her most precious book is one of four visual things that I can see. And of course these two beautiful, beautiful paintings. I want to change the subject just a little bit. And I want to talk about the little voices outside of our head that we live with because one of the things that you said is surround yourself with the stuff, but how about those people in our lives, right? <laughs> that say, why are you spending that money going to Maui? And I'm talking about a person in my life. You know, the questioning, like when somebody else question us and our business decisions that might not be supportive how do we combat that? Or how do we deal with that? Or how do we continue to grow our energy container when there's a little voice outside of our head, a family member that might not be holding that same vision for us? That's such a good question. I think that the main thing is
1: knowing what's true to you. And I I think this goes with anything, whether it's weight loss or self-esteem or money or anything that, that involves your belief about yourself and your perception of what people think about you and what people actually think about you. Because truly what people think about you is none of your business. I love that (laughs) phrase. (laughs) I love that phrase. And it's also your choice, how much of that you internalize. And so, I mean, and and I get it because sometimes we, as women business owners have very, how do I say this nicely? We have spouses who have very strong opinions about what we should be doing in our businesses, right? I've seen this many, many times with clients. And I really do rely on my husband's advice a lot. Like I'll, I'll ask him, I'll bounce ideas off of him. And I appreciate that. But I also know that it ultimately comes down to me and my decision. And there might be times when what he has to say, I say, thank you for your opinion, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And then there's other times that I say, oh, that's really good idea. Thank you for the feedback. But it really comes down to you knowing what's right for you, being in alignment with your soul. And if you have somebody kind of barking over your shoulder about you shouldn't be doing this or blah, 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 I would also encourage you to find a good Group of just some network type group that supports you in some of the decisions you're making. Um, They always say that you're the top five people that you hang out with are are the ones that are the most like you. So if you're hanging out with people who are constantly in the land of scarcity and lack and constantly saying, like, oh, I can't afford that, guess what? You're going to constantly believe that you can't afford that. Whereas if you're in a group of people who are always striving to have everything in their life that they want, then it's a very different energy. And so just because your person in your life might not be 100% supportive, I also think that you can, as long as you have a great relationship, you can discuss that and say, you know what, I'm really energetically, here's where I'm at and try and get them to see a little bit of your side as well.
0: That sounds beautiful. Be true to yourself. And of course we just, I'm going to repeat that word, be in alignment with your soul because I talk about alignment a lot. One of the things I want to kind of transition into right now is I want to get down to the nitty gritty. Your business that I hired you for is called All in the Details. And so we actually do look at the details of my business. As a new business owner, some of the things that I didn't know were percentages of growth, like what's okay? What's great? What should I be shooting for? How much money should I be spending on my business? How much should I be saving? So would you just give a little bit of a pre-frame? Because some of you listening right now might say, "Mm, I still I, I like this energy talk. I'm getting it. And girlfriends, give me some numbers to deal with so that I can actually see what's good and, you know, and and how to proceed. So can you help us with that? Absolutely. The last chapter of my book is actually the nine things
1: I wish my bookkeeping clients knew about money. And it is all of this nitty gritty stuff.
0: So go and- buy the book. Don't say anymore.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm happy to share I'm some just of kidding. it, I'm just kidding. but yes, you should buy the book. <laughs>
0: There's so many
1: pieces to it. And so I actually want to back up before we even start talking about percentages. If you are in business and you are scared of money, which is really common, it's okay. It's okay to be right where you are. If you are one of those people that just throw everything in a re your receipts in a drawer and think I'll deal with this on, you know, April 13th, I'm laughing because candy's like, Oh, that might be me.
0: <laughs> oh, it's after April 13th. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not- yeah. April, April 16th, <laughs> whatever it is. If you're one of those people, then that probably not probably that does relate to some money story that's at play in your life. And it's really critical that you get a system in place ie some sort of bookkeeping system so that you can start to look at your numbers and if that feels scary it's it's take it in tiny tiny little baby steps maybe it's just looking at your bank balance once a week and then from there maybe it's i don't know every couple of days and then if you're not sure really where to start hire a bookkeeper at least to get you set up because When you don't know your numbers, you don't know what you don't know. So I have a colleague who, before she started her business, she's now a marketing coach. She actually did wedding invitations. She handmade wedding invitations, and she was great at marketing. And so she spent all of this time commuting. She was a school teacher in New York City, and she spent all this time commuting. And so on the subway, she'd be tying all these bows and Doing all this stuff. And at the end of the year, she turned on her tax receipts and her CPA came back to her and said, You made $12. Yeah. $12 in profit. That's it. So she had busted her ass in order to make $12. Oh my God. And this is, I just tell this story because it's such a good example of why it's so important to understand your numbers. Because if, if she would have maybe had some information. In her books where she could see on a monthly basis, oh wow, I'm spending a lot on the paper and the ribbon and all the other stuff that goes into making these, she could make some shifts. She could increase her pricing. She could package it differently. She could just stop doing that portion of her business altogether. And so that's why knowing your numbers is critical. And then once you have the numbers then you can start to look at the percentages of, oh, wow, this product is really profitable and I should focus my energy here. So it basically just gives you that background information so that then you can take the pieces that make sense and make decisions in your business.
0: Mm. And I'll tell you, that's that was a really helpful piece of advice for myself. And I actually did that at one point. And what happened was I was doing a three package of one-off readings that were 60 minutes each. And until I looked at how my schedule configured itself in Visita, which is my like calendar booking. And until I looked at, you know, every time that somebody would get one of these packages, I would have to call my, you know, administrative assistant. She'd have to create a new letter. And pretty soon I added up these expenses and these one-off 60 minute readings, they weren't making, even though it seemed like when I would give somebody the price, I'm like, boy, that seems like it's a lot of money. It wasn't. And so I had to switch some things in my business. And one of the things that we just got done doing, and it did take some time and it did take some money is we created click links. So we created a sales page with a click link. So if somebody says, hey, I'm interested in your taste of woo, okay, CandiceHausen.com forward slash taste. If somebody's interested in, you know, my bigger program, Totally Woo, it's CandiceHausen.com forward slash Totally Woo. So right then and there, that took out, my assistant having to recreate and recreate these letters that I had to pay her on an hourly basis. And so the second thing I did is I realized I was losing revenue on my calendar with 60 minute readings, with a 15 minute transition. So now, and you know what? I'm very efficient. I'm very proficient. And I even felt like we were sitting there the last five minutes. Do you have any other questions? No, I feel complete. And then, and then I thought, well, if I decrease it a little bit, will the reading still be complete? And I tested it out and there, I'm probably even more efficient with my time. So they're not really getting less, but my schedule is now open for two more people a day. But that little nuance changed my revenue. Yeah.
1: And I think it's really important to recognize it's not just the money you spend, but also the time that you Mm -hmm. spend. So um, I had a very similar experience in my business. When I was first starting out, I used to charge everybody hourly and I would track my time. A lot of times it ended up on a sticky note because I was constantly on the go. And then I had an app and then I'd transfer all that information from an app over to invoice people. And then I'd email the invoice and then I'd have to wait for checks. And it was this big, long process that literally took me like a full day or more each month because as my business grew, the system didn't really support me but I was terrified to do something different because I just felt like, oh, if I change this, I don't have time to research it. And if I change it, what if my clients don't agree? And you know all this other stuff. And once I finally looked at how much time it was taking me and the revenue I was losing because I wasn't really efficient, it totally changed the way I did business. And so that system, whatever system it may be, because in our businesses, we probably have lots of systems, but those systems that support you to do it your way. And this is kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the money piece is that if you know what your money story is. So my money story being, I had to work really hard. I had a system that made me work really hard. (laughs) Whereas once I saw, Oh, I don't have to work this hard. I can automate this and take the time to get it done correctly, then money started to come a lot easier.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I hope that some of you are thinking through a few scenarios in your own mind about ways right now where you can either reduce your time or increase your revenue, because that's, I know that she would be, Caroline would be so (laughs) happy for you and proud. And I'm actually sitting here, I'm thinking about one of my staff members, and I kind of know how much I'm going to spend every week on her. And instead, that poor woman keeps track of all these little hours. I'm wondering if I shouldn't just say, you're usually at this number. Let's just go with that number and take keeping track of the numbers off your plate. If she feels it's fair, and I do feel it would be fair, you know, for me on my end, I just want her to feel fair, but it's making me start thinking, rethinking some of the ways that I'm doing things that I could save myself time and my staff. Yeah. And, and, you know,
1: technology is constantly changing and we live in this amazing world of so many different apps that can help you with business. And when, when you look at what's out there, depending on what your business is, there are so many things that can help you become more efficient.
0: Give us a couple tidbits. Now, I know what you use with me is QuickBooks. Yeah, so so QuickBooks is one
1: of them. Mm -hmm. Yep. So let me give you an example of, I have a landscaping client and she uses T-sheets, which is now part of QuickBooks. It has been for a while, but it's their time tracking. So all of her clients, they show up on the job, her employees clock in and that app is actually what tracks her employees' time. So that's how they get paid but then it's also connected with QuickBooks and it tells them what's billable to the client. So then all of those hours that the employees are working on the client then get transferred into QuickBooks. And so it automatically transfers all of that information. And then once a week she goes through and you know cl- clicks the button that says bill for all of my time. And the same thing happens with her expenses. She goes and buys some plants, it's billable to the client. And so that technology piece handles all of that billing. Whereas if you think about how it used to happen on paper timesheets that somebody would have to enter and, and all of that, it's, it's amazing what can be done now with technology.
0: Mm. And say the name of that again. With T sheets. T sheets. So are some of you drooling right now? Let's give everybody a moment to like (laughs) wipe up their chin because you might've just taught somebody, wow, I can really do this easy more easily. And I don't have to work so hard. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. We're at a kind of a little pause. So what do you want to, is there other things that you really wanted? There's something like burning that you really wanted to share or to enlighten my listeners?
1: Ooh, that's such a good question. I could go so many places. I think that the, the biggest thing that I always love to stress is that when you start talking about money, people tend to just kind of zone out because they hear money and they might enjoy this conversation. But then when they get back to reality, they're like, oh, it's so hard. Or this is so scary. I don't want to have to deal with this. I just want to say, take it in baby steps. If you're really overwhelmed with money, just take a step back, take a deep breath, Let
0: it sink into your body a little bit. (sighs) I'm doing this. So go ahead and listen to this. Take a deep breath.
1: And so after you kind of settle in a minute, just think about the one thing in your business that causes you the most grief and just pick just one. Once you have that thing, what's the teeny, tiny, 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 tiny little step that you can take? And I want you to stop and write it down. Because if you can just focus on that one thing, even if it's just one thing this week, it's going to set you in the right direction. And so instead of going, oh my God, I need a whole new set of QuickBooks and I need all of my 2020 done because I still have to file taxes and I've got to get an invoicing system. (sighs) Yeah, it gets overwhelming. But if you're like, "Hmm, I think I need to call a bookkeeper. Or I think, (laughs) or I think I need to get a new bank account set up, or maybe it's, I just need to log in and look at my bank account. It can be anything. It can be tiny. It does not have to be earth shattering, but just stay in that energy of every single week or every single day, whatever feels comfortable, commit to doing just one little thing that money transformation happens in baby steps. It does not happen just by you all of a sudden saying,
0: Ooh, I'm great with money. You know, I just had an insight when you did the exercise and while mine isn't that one little tiny thing, mine actually became an overarching thing because you said, what's that one thing? And I, what kind of wigs me out to be honest in my business is sometimes I'll get a huge influx of money. And then the money goes out because I have to pay different, you know, I have different staff members and I have, I call them team woo. So it just seems like it, it becomes money go comes in, money goes out. And all of a sudden I thought, if I decided I didn't like that, which I I'm thinking I'm fearful of, right. That would mean I didn't like waves because that's what I enjoy so much about sitting there just watching how beautiful the ocean, actually the whole ocean goes out, like the whole tide goes out at one point in the day. And then it comes all the way in for you. Then it goes all the way back. And so that thing I'm afraid of, uh oh, it came in. Yay. It goes out. Bummer. And that whole thing I'm afraid of is the thing that I enjoy. And I think is so magical about an ocean. So if that is true, then I'm going to start thinking about the money coming in and the money going out differently because I've been at two beaches in the last six months and watch. The only thing I did was I was a water watcher and that's it. And it was intriguing how far the tide comes in and how far the tide goes out to me. But there wasn't one day that I sat at any of those beaches that I thought, well, I guess today the tide isn't going to come in and it's not going to go out either.
1: It's just going to stay stable. Yeah, so it doesn't I've, happen
0: that way. Yeah, you've completely transitioned. Honestly, in this moment, you've completely transitioned one of my fearful mindset. In four years, I've never given. I gave myself a business loan in the beginning. I've never given myself another penny from an external financial resource, other than the account that you manage. That's amazing to me. In this moment, it's I will trust the energy of my business to continue to flow like the ocean. I'm going to have high tide and I'm going to have low tide. And that's the natural rhythm of business. I love that. And the other thing I would say to that is that if you want to
1: dig a little bit deeper to figure out where that fear truly lies, is it the fear that you're going to have zero in your bank account?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, so then for those of you who are into the energetics of money, there's a woman named Denise Duffield Thomas, AKA Lucky Bitch. <laughs> and she she does wonderful things around money mindset stuff. And she talks a little bit about the energetic zero. So a lot of us think that zero is zero, but if you decide that energetically your zero is having $20,000 in your bank account and you don't, you're not gonna go below that, And that you have a safety net of some sort that helps significantly because I had one private client I was working with who had some issues. Her money story revolved around her parents a lot being her, her anchor and her safety net. When she realized she could be her own safety net, it totally shifted the way she looked at her money And so as you're talking about the tide going in and the tide going out, I love that idea of what if the tide going out meant that it hit $20,000 in your bank account instead of zero or instead of negative 2,000 or whatever it is, because each of us has a different zero, if that makes sense. And so as we're expanding that energy that we're talking about, challenge yourself about where the fear comes from first and replacing it with something else that feels more comfortable. And I know some of you might think, but wait a minute, how am I gonna come up with that $20,000 safety net? And maybe for you, it's not $20,000. Maybe it's like $50. It doesn't really matter. It's what feels comfortable for you. And as you expand into this new space, it will become easier to increase that amount or to find what is comfortable and be in that space.
0: So what I love about what you just said, and I kind of just want to go over a little part of it is once you set an energetic intention, so say for instance, it is 20,000 and you don't have 20,000, once you set the intention, my personal belief system is your account will flourish to the level of 20,000 and never go below the level of 20,000. So I think that this is a really good suggestion because I know I feel comfortable with 20,000 like that. If I don't have that somewhere in cash, I'm not happy, but everybody has a different energetic number that they feel comfortable with. So yeah. yeah. And I also think that energy is interesting
1: because it might be that if you feel uncomfortable with more than 20,000, that might be a block of why you're not receiving it mm-hmm. on the surface. You might think, oh yeah, I really want money, but whatever the story is that's feeding into that might tell you that it's not safe to have more than that amount of money. And so the energetics work on both sides. It works Ooh. from a receiving And from a having. So just kind of keep that in mind.
0: The waves go out, the waves go (laughs) in. (laughs) So I love it. I love that. I want to make sure that we finish a thought that we had about some growth percentages. So I want to go backwards to kind of put this full circle. So, those of you that have been sitting on your seat, so how much is it? What's a good growth percentage? How much should I be spending? Can you just talk a little bit through? what's a good thing and what might be something to pay attention to?
1: Yeah. And honestly, every business is different. Every industry is different. And so that's kind of a hard question to answer with exact numbers based on, you know, every business is different. My business has done really well because I actually grow about 20% each year. I would say on average, There are percentages within how you spend too. So you definitely don't want to have your payroll being over, you know, I would say like a third of your actual expenses maybe up to half depending on your industry, but there are definitely key things that you want to make sure that you don't go above or below. And as far as the growth goes, honestly, it's really up to you. If you want to even grow your business. And I've had this conversation with a lot of people lately because if you're giving up your ability to enjoy your life in exchange for growth of your business, maybe growing isn't what you want. Maybe it's staying where you are, and that's totally okay. But I do think that you want to pay attention to. If you have let's just use $100,000 as a good example cuz it's an even number. If you have $100,000 of income and you are paying out $90,000 in expenses and then you still have, you know, $10,000 worth of money in your account, then that's a 10% profit margin, right? You want to look at your numbers in a way that gives you the information of what those percentages are that, again, is in alignment with how you want to be doing business. And if you find out what I see really is really common is that if you have a staff, you tend to think, oh, I really need to take care of these staff because they take care of me. But if you're not paying yourself and your staff actually gets the money instead of you, there's definitely something wrong with those percentages because you need to be a big part of that equation. And as business owners, there's definitely some tax strategy behind how you pay yourself. It could come in the form of a W-2 wage. It could come in the form of a draw. It can come in lots of different ways, but you want to make sure that the money that is really coming out of your business to you is in alignment with the amount of energy you're putting into your business. So if you're constantly building your business to pay other people, not really a good thing. I don't know if that really answered the question, yeah. Candy. But oh
0: my gosh, yeah. it's
1: it's so hard to give exact numbers without you know seeing somebody's exact books and the industry that they're in.
0: Yeah, I remember when you you looked at my numbers, and I think I was at twenty percent this year, or was I at le- I know I was at least that. I don't remember if I was more than that. And I didn't know that that was good. I was like, Oh, you said 20%. I'm like, Oh, bummer. (laughs) And she's like, no, 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 that's good.
1: Yeah. I would say 20% growth is pretty aggressive, honestly. Like there are businesses that grow faster than that, but there's definitely a pace that you want to have too, because if you grow a hundred percent or 200%, sometimes you get to the point where you grow so fast, you're not able to service the clients and you end up compromising the quality of your life because you're running around. Like a chicken with its head cut off. (laughs) And that's what you don't want. It's it's a delicate balance of finding joy because you want to be joyful in what you're doing, not thinking, oh my God, I'm a slave to my business. And even though it brings me money, you don't have time to enjoy the money you're making.
0: (sighs) Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? So I want to make sure that anything else that you really wanted to say, something that I didn't touch, something that's super important to you that you wanted them to hear.
1: I think the only other piece is just that my passion truly is to empower women around their money. And the reason is the reason why I'm so passionate about this is that when you have money, you have power to change the world. And I want, I want you to hear this again. When you have money, you have power to change the world. So many money stories revolve around feeling guilty that you have money. So when you look at people who are wealthy, their stories usually revolve around guilt that they have money. And when you are able to have money comfortably, you can make a difference in people's lives. You make a difference in who you hire, who you pay to do things for you. You make a difference in how you donate, whether that's time or money resources in into the world that that creates that world we want to live in. So when you look at the capitalistic way of doing things which, you know, obviously in America that is, you know, capitalism is king, this is a whole new way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. This really is watching the money flow around in circles, watching the money ebb and flow just like the waves we were talking about and knowing that it's okay. It doesn't have to be that I've got to work so hard and make every single penny I can, and it doesn't matter who I screw over in order to get there. That's not this at all. Mm -hmm. This is being completely true to yourself and completely true and empowering to other people who work alongside you. I love to call these micro communities, and I love to think of it as just this worldwide sisterhood of everybody supporting each other's businesses. Like it feels so expansive to me. And that's really what this is all about. And that's why I'm so passionate about it.
0: This has been incredible. Carolyn, how does somebody either hire you, get in touch with you, work with you? And do you have any gifts, of course?
1: (laughs) Of course. So a couple of things. My website is moneyempowermentproject.com. And on that website, I do have a copy of a free chapter of my book. It's actually chapter eight, which is a lot of the woo stuff. Mm -hmm. So perfect for this group of listeners. I also have a quiz on that website. So either one is a great tool to give you some more insight into money. And if you are looking to hire me for bookkeeping, my website is all-details.com. So A-L-L-details.com but they're both linked. So one or the other will get me there. I would love for whoever is interested to download the copy of the book. I am so proud of what I have written on these pages. Just a side note. I am convinced after I finished my book, I had a few things come up where it's been very obvious that I channeled this book. I was talking to money as I was writing the book. And so now that I've had some space, I would published it in December of 2019. So I've had some space away from the book and it just becomes more and more rich for me, which I think a lot of times authors are like, oh my God, I wish I could go back, rewrite the book. And now for me, it's just like, wow, wow. This is exactly what I needed to say at the time. And I truly believe that Mm -hmm. whoever reads the book, it's the right time. And that information that comes to you is exactly in divine order of what you need to hear. So if it's speaking to you, go download the chapter because it means that you need to hear what's in that chapter.
0: And I am a big amen sister to everything (laughs) that she said, truly and truly. Carolyn, thank you for being on this show and to help women to be empowered with their money. And like she said, when you have money, you have the power to change the world. Thank you so much for being on this episode of the Intuitive Business Podcast. Thank you for having me here.